love me some Fridays. Oh, me too. It's Friday, January the 27th. <laughs> this is the 20th episode. We are finishing up four weeks, Abe. What do you think? Oh, it's been an amazing ride. I have seen the uh, demographics. I've seen the uh, reports that we have, and they're off the chart. Uh, we have, uh, we're averaging a lot of listeners every day. Thank you so much for all of you that show our, the, your support out there. Thank yeah, we you. We really appreciate it. Yeah, share it with your friends if you can. Let people know. It was like I was telling my congregation uh, a couple of weeks ago. I told them it's a great way to witness. Maybe you don't have a, maybe you don't have this, uh, whatever, the courage or skill or mindset to actually try to win someone to Jesus or uh, get them to confront their sin or, or, you know, come to Christ. But, you know, you can tell them that your pastor does a podcast that's kind of cool, and here's the link, and uh, maybe listen to it. Yeah, and also, you know, you never know when you tune in, you may learn something about yourself or, you know, just about just getting yourself together. Amen. Well, I just want to tell you, Abe, I missed you yesterday. Oh, I missed you guys, too. Yeah, we had Mr. Uh, Nick Seaman in the studio, though, and we had a good time with Nick. Oh, yes. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. It was a great tour. But um, I just wanted to share something that's uh, been on my heart the last couple of weeks. And people just have a problem with getting past your past. Really? Yes. Like things that you've done 10, 20 years ago. People have a tendency to continuously bring that up for whatever reason. Mm. But the worst part of it is when so-called believers hold your past against you. Against you? Yes. That is horrible. Yes. What are you talking yes. about? Well, I'm just going to give you an example. I have a, a gentleman that I worked with, and uh, he has a very sordid past, and I'm not going to go into any yeah, of no, that. Yeah, no, I totally understand. And um, he's paid his debt to society. Listen, we don't need to lose any more listeners than we already have. <laughs> he, he's paid his debt to society, and he's just going on with his life. But people just keep bringing it back up. And I was at work the other day, and I had went into the office, and uh, this guy had gotten a promotion. And as when I walk in, and I just hear the chatter and the banter going on about you know, he did this and he did that. And I just stopped and I was just like, can I just ask you guys a question? What does that matter? What does it matter? What does it matter? What did they say? Why do, why do you care so much about what he's done or allegedly done? Because do you know for, for a fact that he did whatever they say that he did? No, but this is what people are saying. I was like, so what does that have to do with anything? What did it? I mean, did they give you an answer? No, of course not. But I think what was making it even more impactful is because these people are supposed to be believers. And, and this man is a believer. And this man is a believer. Completely turned his life around from whatever he has done. You know, he poured his, he poured his heart out to me one day. We were just talking and he was just like, I have to do better because you're such a great example. And he's crying while he's talking to me at work because he's ashamed. You know, one of the things that we have to remember as believers is, well, it's, it's best said by Isaiah. Isaiah 61.10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. 
My soul shall be joyful in my God. You know why? For he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. Amen. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness, just as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and a bride adorneth herself with jewels. I'm telling you, until we understand that our sins have been forgiven. Now, I'm not talking about cheap grace here. Just like Paul said, you don't want to continue in sin just Amen. so this grace can abide. But the fact of the matter is God's grace is there. He has forgiven me for everything I've done. And listen, I have lived a very, very sordid past. Amen. We all have. Yes. In I have, one way or another, we all have. Yeah. I've committed adultery uh, more than once. I've stolen. I've uh, not been a good uh, father, uh, not been a good son. Uh, and God has forgiven me of all that, and he's given me a ministry, and he's given me a, a work for him. And anytime I'm discouraged or think that maybe I'm not good enough or maybe my past is catching up with me or whatever, God says, nope, you're doing exactly what I want you to do. When I think the money has run out and the church is going to close, nope, here's some money. Here's I want you to keep going. Man, so I just hope this gentleman understands that his sins are forgiven. Oh, yes. And um, it's just, you know, when I walked in, my first instinct, I, I just stood there and I was just going to turn around and walk out. And then I was like, you know what? I got to let them know. Thank you. I have to. I have to let them know. Yeah, good. I mean, because you cannot call yourself a Christian and then fill in the blank. Yeah. You can't. You can't, you can't treat hate people. your brother. Nope. And that is sort of a form of hatred. Oh, it is a form of hatred. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah. And it's just like these people really think that they're going to heaven. That's the thing that cracks me up. Yeah. Like, oh, so you're going to act like that and you're going to be welcomed with open arms. Yeah. I don't think so. Definitely going to be those people that stand before God and think for sure I'm going in and God is like, I've never had a relationship with yeah. you. And it's just, it's mind-boggling that, you know, these people really are just blinded thinking that, you know, I'm going to heaven no matter what. Absolutely not. No. Nope. Absolutely not. And it's sad. We, uh, you know, I, I'm teaching this uh, the, this little series at church, and I'm trying to get uh, these things wrapped around my own head as I was listening to Paul talk about in the last days. Um, uh, well, let me read it. Let me read it real quick. It's I think it's in Galatians. I need to look it up a little bit. And um, help me, Abe. I'm not sure where in Galatians it is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe you would say something else while I found this thing. But um, it's just, you know. About church unity. Is yeah, part we, have of it. To, we have to love. Love for forever. each other. I mean. If you can't love your enemies, if you can't love the people that you go to church with every week, if you can't love the guy at the grocery grocery store, if you can't love the guy at Bojangles, even though the line is going down the block, if you can't love him, what makes you think you're going to go to heaven? Yeah. So it's in Galatians chapter 5, and we talk about the works of the flesh. And uh, so... Uh, I'm actually teaching this in my eighth grade Bible class, so I had to learn all the definitions to these things, and many of them are Greek words, too, that really help us out. But the works of the flesh 
are adultery and fornication. We understand that. Uncleanness, which is just any kind of immoral impurity. Lasciviousness, that's a... I don't have any idea why I've got the King James Version up. <laughs> I'm glad you do. I'm but glad uh, you listen, do. it says lasciviousness, which if you have a uh, NASB, I believe it says the word debauchery. Uh, but it means the same thing. And that's uh, uh, simply, uh, what does that mean? Uh, debauchery. Oh, it's when you actually are acting immoral in public. Like you you have no shame anymore. Yeah. That you, you're just, you know, you're full of debauchery. Yeah, anything goes. Anything, but in public. Yeah. Like you even brag about it. I was telling the kids today, you know, these are like 13, 14-year-olds. And I said, I don't know where you guys are in the dating scene. I know I'm far removed from that. I'm 64 years old. Uh, 50 years older than these kids. I'm like, I don't really know where you're at, but you, but if you're, you, you're either going to be there real soon or you're there already. And that's the fact where a boy will go around and tell his friends that he's had relations with a girl just to make himself look good. That's literally debauchery. Yeah. That's lasciviousness. That's immorality to the nth degree. Are you so you're already being immoral. You're already committing fornication. But then you're bragging about it like it's supposed to make you feel good or something. And then there's idolatry, witchcraft, mm. hatred. Now we get into these words that you might not understand exactly what they mean. Variance. Now, you know what Paul is trying to talk about now to the, to the Galatians? He's talking about church ununity. Variance. That's people that have their own idea. Like, I got an idea and you got an idea. And then, you know what? A variance leads to, to emulations. Yep. Now, I don't know what this is in the uh, NASB. I wish I had a better, but it doesn't matter. Variance, emulations, which leads to this wrath and strife and seditions and heresies. All of this is in one verse, verse 20. This is the way the church has become. Yes. Amen. Amen. And the more I study this, the more I understand we shouldn't have so many denominations. It's re I think it really hurts the Holy Spirit, don't you? I, I agree 100% because you have one group, you know, you don't like what's going on here. Guess what? You can start your own thing. Yeah. Go do your own thing. That's what we have everywhere. It's just everybody has their own idea. But uh, whatever idea it is, this weekend, if you belong somewhere, go to church. And even if you don't, go to church.